Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're kicking our series back off this Sunday. So we're having to um, change up the format a little bit, um, as expected with the COVID stuff. So we're doing kind of a sessions format, which is taken off um, all over the place. You know, Texas, I think, was the first one to start those. And the first one they had back, they had over 200 entries down in Alvarado. So, um, yeah, we're going to start back Sunday. We have one in two weeks again, and we'll probably do the sessions format until the social distancing stuff like the regulations come off so yeah it'll be interesting to see if people prefer that I've, I've heard a couple people saying maybe it'll stick around for certain certain people yeah I've had a few people actually <clears throat> ask me if we'd continue to do it that way the indoor barn that we produce at has some tight parking so it's actually might be better for us to do the sessions format so we'll see how it goes this weekend is that more work for you guys on the back end, doing it that way, though? Um, you know, I helped produce one last week with a friend of mine that helps me produce mine, and it went well, and I didn't feel like we were there any longer than normal. Um, I'm going to basically run the same time slot as I did when it was, you know, a normal format. I just think it'll be kind of broke up. You know, there'll be multiple sessions of exhibitions and multiple sessions of runs instead of just running them all through like normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we we'll just kind of jumped right into it. But guys, we have Taylor Reason on the other line. Taylor, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for those who might not know who you are. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Taylor Reason, I'm from Peculiar, Missouri, or where I live now. I Grew up in the Kansas City area on the Kansas side, just a little bit north of Lewisburg, and um, have rode my whole life. I started actually on dressage hunter jumpers when I was about four years old and um, moved over into the thrill racing and rodeo world when I was about 10. Um, I ended up college rodeoing at Oklahoma State and then lived in Texas for a while and rodeoed down there and um, life just brought me back home where my family's at and my husband's here with me now in Peculiar so um, we've been here back home about three years so awesome and you guys do a lot of rodeoing yeah that's uh yeah rodeo is definitely my passion um you know, all through high school and college, I always had some kind of cult or something that I was finishing out, but rodeo's definitely been my path. Got into barrel racing when I was a little kid. You know, I youth rodeoed, high school rodeoed, open rodeoed, and pro rodeo now, and my husband's a steer wrestler. He actually um, came from a farming and ranching background. His family owns a ranch out in western Oklahoma and runs cattle, and He's been around horses his whole life, but he actually didn't start rodeoing until a couple of years ago. Um, he's been around it and been my biggest fan for a long time, but uh, he started seer wrestling a couple of years ago. So now we're we're really swamped with it between seer wrestling and barrel racing. We put on breakaway roping. So yeah, we're pretty into it now. So cool. So you guys also, it sounds like what. You got a lot for sale in your barn, right? Are they yours? Or are they consignment horses? Um, yeah, most of the horses for sale are consignment. Um, I always have something usually that's coming up and going. I try to, just like I said, since I've started this, you know, since about high school, I've always had some kind of colt that I'll finish out in season. And I usually sell them when they're about ready to go. So, um, yeah, I, I 
have a couple of my own that are for sale, but a lot of them are consignment horses that I've gotten in. Um, I've taken a lot of horses since I've moved back home. When I was in Oklahoma and Texas, you know, I had a few, but being back home and knowing a lot of people here and having access to the indoor and stuff has brought a lot of horses into the barn. So, yeah, we, um, you know, I, I'll pattern, finish them, fix problems. And then we also, like I said, we rope and steer wrestle. So I've actually kind of jumped into training some um, haze horses and trained my own and we were going to sell him and he ended up actually being a really nice horse. And so I now haze for my husband full time. <laughs> I'm not sure how I got roped into that, but I have a lot of fun doing it and kind of now into training some haze horses. So it's been pretty fun. That's so cool. That's got to be a strong relationship there to be able to do stuff like that together. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Funny. I uh, listen to the Married with Horses podcast. Jackie and Lane are friends of mine and they were so funny talking about us on one of the podcasts. There's actually a few uh, steer wrestlers out there that are picking their wives to haze these days. I think we've started a trend or something, but <laughs> I'll say it's a uh, it's relationship building. That's for sure. But um, he knows at the end of the day, I give him the best haze I can possibly give every single time. So it's it's a good deal. That's cool. Me and my fiance said if we could make it through the boat ramp together in those first couple years that we're meant to be together, because that's another thing that'll just tear you two apart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, the things you get into. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. So, where can folks find um, it's Reason Ranch on Facebook, right? Yep. Where they could find your horses that are for sale. Because yep, I see them all the page. time, and I just wish I had more in my savings account. There's that <laughs> one that you guys call, call Q, and I was like, yeah. I want him just for his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, little Q. He is, does it all. You know, we bought him, and actually, um, my mom invested in him, and sometimes she'll do that too. She really likes the horses and stuff, but can't ride because of um, some knee issues and so she uh, really loves them and she actually bought him and I've been training him and getting him going and um, he was an ex-cutter and he has just come along so nice he's breakaway roping goat tying running barrels I mean he'll do it all so we've been ranching on him too out at the farm in Oklahoma so yeah all the horses I post on the Reason Ranch page um they were on my personal page for a while, but after seven times in Facebook jail, we got it figured out on the Reason Ranch page. So That's so silly. Yeah. It's so crazy why they do that. So anyways, guys, Taylor is going to talk to us a little bit. She's got some Facebook questions she's going to answer for you guys. But you're also um, the Cam CBD. Are you a sales rep or what would you what's your um, I'm actually the national sales manager for cam um so that's kind of a cool deal and I I saw a question on there about tater and we can get about two and a half years ago and um through a indirect way I learned about CBD and um in the human world and helping people with healing and a lot of ailments and I, I had a horse, my, my good horse now. I mean, most people don't even realize her story that she's been with me. Oh, almost four years now, three and a half years, but she was wackadoodle. Uh, she had some major anxiety and gait issues and I, um, was having to use anything and everything I could think of. And 
I uh, got introduced to Casey, who owns the company, and uh, tried his product. He actually sent it to me for free. Just had to give him a call and let him know if it worked. It was pretty funny, but I tried it on her and um, changed her life. And so I I started kind of repping for him, and it escalated, and it turned into um, a full-time position. So I've been the national sales manager for them for a little over a year and a half now, and I now manage about 140 reps over the U.S. and um, quite a few farm and feed stores that carry our product now. So, yeah, it's a good gig. Awesome. I know it's. I've tried it and I've loved it. I need to get some for this new Colt that I have. Do the do the reps, Taylor? Do they have samples for anyone who's out there that's kind of on the fence about it? Yeah. So um, when we started out, we did have sample packets, and then we kind of transitioned into um, a different and now it's a hundred percent money back guarantees so rather than like having to sample it for a couple days or something we just encourage people to try our product and um, like I said a hundred percent money back if you're not happy with the results or you don't feel like it's working or it's a palatability issue we'll work with you send you something different to try or just cut you a check and give your money back so cool cool do you guys use any of the products on yourselves? Um, yeah, we actually have a whole human line. Um, it's an awesome line. We have quite a few options on the human side as far as um, oral products and topical products. It works really well topically. Um, so, yeah, I actually take it every day. I, I live with chronic back pain. I had an injury when I was back in high school and um, have been on a lot of insets basically my whole life keeping inflammation down and Actually, when I got to know Casey and got in the involved with Cam, um, I started taking it, and I don't even know if you can find an ibuprofen in my house now. So, wow, that's cool. That's cool. So, what's your um, what does your routine look like with your horses? If you wanna, if you wanna kind of dabble in those Facebook questions about your um stuff, yeah, and I'm sure to come back around to Cam. I can pull that up real quick. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I know that's got to be a big part of what you do for your Yeah, life. so as far as, like, my feeding and my nutritional program, um, that's two of my sponsors as well. I uh, feed Blue Bonnet Feeds, and I use Stride Animal Health Supplements. So those companies are owned by the same um, group of people. So um, Blue Bonnet, I've actually been using their feed for, oh, gosh, close to uh, let's see seven or eight years now I started using it when I was down in Oklahoma it's based out of there and um, was just super impressed with the quality and dedication they have to horse owners Um, it's it's just a full line of equine feed Um, they you know aren't making anything with Ionophore milling practices their reps are bar none so so smart they have veterinary consultants that you can talk with they do free nutritional um, consultants run your hay your forage numbers um, look at what you're feeding now they're so knowledgeable so they're a huge part of my feeding program I feed blue bonnet to all 12 horses on our place um, as well as the outside horses that come in Um, and then stride on the other end of that is their supplement side and there's a couple products from them I just I can't live without I use um lifeline which is an animal plasma product plasma has uh 
utmost amount of um, peer-reviewed studies and science. And actually, my background before working for Calm, I was in veterinary pharmaceuticals. That was my whole career since I've been out of college. And actually, in college, I sold um, pharmaceuticals to veterinarians. So leaving that industry and jumping into a supplement type role was a big jump for me. And a lot of people ask how in the world did you go from pharmaceuticals to nutraceuticals because (laughs) pharmaceutical is very Mm science-based. Nutraceuticals isn't always. Um, So that's one thing about Stride, Cam, all the products that I use that are supplements have science to back it. And I'm really proud to represent all of those products. So on the stride side, the animal plasma has a ton of studies. Um, my allergy horses, inflammation. I have a horse that's foundered a lot of times. Um, it's a great, great product to support the immune system. Um, I also use a product called Turbo Mag, which is a branch chain amino acid and an electrolyte. Um, it's a great product. I'm a big believer in branch chain aminos. Um, it's just a simple thing that you can add that helps so much with muscle recovery. Um, and then, um, I also use, like you guys know, my Calm CBD pellets on everybody. So, um, we're actually in a study right now. It's actually finished with Oklahoma state and that'll get published hopefully in the next couple of months. And then this summer we're starting a study, uh, with Penn state. So I'm really excited for that science to come out, um, on our product and how CBD can help horses, um, with chronic inflammation and anxiety. So, um, we're really excited about that. That excites me. So I work in research and development for the VA and my Mm -hmm. ultimate goal is to eventually when I finish my, um, education is to somehow uh branch into the veterinarian equine more part that's exciting i also wanted to add to the listeners i used lifeline on a horse and i visually saw their range of motion improve and that's what sold me on specifically the lifeline product yeah that product is absolutely amazing i can't even explain how much it's helped different ailments for all of my horses um I know there's a question about Tater and everything I do for her, and we can get into that later, but Lifeline has really changed um, things for her um, with some issues that she has, and then I have an allergy horse, and like I said, the one that founders, it's just helped so many, so many of my horses. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll go with it with the Tater question. It was from Lauren, and she just said, what are your therapies for taught and what kind of things do you look for when judging the rodeo, the ground at the rodeo? So yeah, tell us all about yes. Tater. And- <laughs> Tater is, uh, she's very special to me. So she came into my life about three and a half, four years ago now. And, um, I got her, um, from a gal up North that um, was having some major gate issues with her. I mean, she was starting on the barrels. They were trying to fraternity her, but, I mean, her anxiety and gay issues was really just hindering um, any kind of progress with her. And she had been turned out for a while. And I bought her sight unseen. I, anybody that knows me well, my close friends say I'm crazy. Most of the <laughs> gems in my barn I have bought sight unseen off of Facebook or some crazy whim because my gut told me to do it. But it seems to be working out so far. So I just keep on doing it. But um I bought her side unseen and went and got her, brought her home, and actually spent uh, about first year and a half um, of owning her, going to a lot of jackpots, a lot of events, and 
if she would even just cross the plane of the gate, I would scratch and get off. I mean, it was a long process with her and the anxiety and trying to figure out what caused those issues for her. And inevitably, what I found out um, is that she's pretty um, starch and sugar intolerant. Um, She's not PSSM type one or type two. And I know a lot of people don't know a ton about that stuff, but Dr. Valberg at Minnesota State does a ton of research on these horses and these muscle glycogen deficiencies. And um, I just started kind of researching the issues and just had suspected um, that maybe she had something like that because she would get really sore in her back end and her back. Um, And it seemed as if I was able to exercise her more, um, she was better. And I just started playing with her nutrition. And I've always been really big into the nutrition, low starch, low sugar for horses, just ulcer prone and everything we do with them, you know. But um, I kind of reached into the research of that and figured out what was working for her and um, changed her diet a little bit. She um, has limited turnout time on grass and she's on full alfalfa hay. And then she eats the omega force feed from Blue Bonnet, which is extremely high in omegas and fat and really low starch and sugar. Um, and that really started to change her demeanor and the stress level that she had. But I was still to the point where she was having to be run on chlorpromazine to go anywhere. I mean, to see a barrel. I mean, when I got her, it was hard to work her at home without it. And so um, that was something that we had resulted to to try to take care of her anxiety and um, some point down the line, I, I just kept thinking, I don't, you know, this horse is amazing and she was working good, but wasn't clocking, you know, phenomenal. She'd be a solid 2D horse, you know, and I, I just knew she had more in her and I wanted to get her off of the pharmaceuticals and try to figure out a way just to address her anxiety because I had addressed her nutritional deficiencies and things like that. So that's when um, two things I added that really changed her and turned her around, and one of those being the CBD pellets. Um, We hear from people all the time with horses with muscle issues and stress issues how much CBD helps. And I can't tell you scientifically exactly why because the research is still so new. But I can tell you that it completely changed her life. And to this day, if I take her off her pellets for more than a day, she regresses. And so it's a really, really big factor for her. She gets the pellets daily. And then I also give her the be cool treats uh, a couple hours before she runs, just a little bit extra. But um, that CBD really changed her life. And I actually, the story is funny. I went to a barrel bash with a friend and she picked me up and we loaded up and we got to Topeka and I realized I had forgotten my chlorpromazine and I wasn't even going to run her. I was just going to scratch her. I didn't want her to hurt me or anyone else. And I knew how she could be. And I didn't feel like a barrel bash was the place to try to test it. But my friend talked me into trying because she knew I had been feeding her the CBD and she just said, just go up there, you know, and try to run her I'll stand at the announcer stand if she starts to throw a fit I'll just scratch you and so I was like all right whatever I'll try it and I walked her in the holding pen of course I was fifth on the ground and was dreading trying to sit in this holding pen for five horses and she sat quietly the whole five walked flat-footed down the alley and made the first 1d run I've ever made on her 
So it was pretty cool. I thought it was a fluke, but she talked me into going the next two days to the girl bash and not giving her the core promising. And she made 1D runs all three days and we never looked back. So um, the CBD has for sure changed her life. And then the second thing that has really aided in keeping her competition sound. And I feel like what helps me to limit having to, you know, do injections and things like that is, um, Rhonda Martin with equine mechanics is one of my sponsors and she has a PMF machine. And so during the rodeo season, Rhonda is at my house twice a month working on Tater and, uh, she's so funny. I mean, Tater's gotten to the point where if she even hears Rhonda's voice, she's talking to her and can't wait for her to come in there, (laughs) shoving her butt into her and pushing on her. So She's funny, but um, she really enjoys that, and it's a huge, huge part of my program, and um, I try to let everyone know, you know, these horses are athletes, and we ask so much out of them, and um, I think that Tater's consistency has contributed to just consistency and care, so I just, I keep everything the same, and everybody that's close to me knows her routine is exactly the same every single time she runs, whether it's a jackpot or a rodeo or a barrel bash. So, um, you know, I, uh, warm her up, uh, probably 40 minutes before I don't try to get on her too soon. That can cause her to get a little nervous. Lots of long trotting counter arcing with her. She's really strong horse. And if I have a hold of her rib and my inside hand, um, she's pretty solid. So I do a lot of counter arcing about 45 minutes, a lot of long trotting, just a little bit of loping both ways. And I try to kind of stay away from the pin. I can watch a rodeo on her, but she'll be better. She knows when she gets up there and is in the bright lights, it's time to go. So I kind of wait till the person in front of me and walk her in. And when she's ready to go, she's ready to go. So you can't really get in her way. But um, How old is she now, Taylor? She's 10 this year. So, yep, just into the double digits. So, yep, she's 10. And she's not stopping anytime soon. You guys, you guys have been winning just since coming back from COVID, right? Yeah, she's actually come back really strong. That's funny. She's gotten so fat. I just, I've, she's never been this fat ever, but she's never had this much time off just to hang out. I don't <laughs> think so. I got to long trotting quite a bit uh, during COVID on her and took her out to the farm in Oklahoma and we ranched on her a little bit and stuff and I thought I better run her at some jackpot. She's the kind of horse that if you give her time off, your first few runs back aren't going to be fire like she can. I mean, she'll work and it'll be pretty, but the more she goes, the better she gets. I mean, my favorite time of the year to rodeo on her is the 4th of July. And I mean, she'll make 10 runs in a row and the 10th one's the best one. So she's for sure a competitor. So she, she's been coming back strong. I think she's ready for a rodeo now after these last few jackpots. That's awesome. So I have a question. Are there any of the CAM products that um, would work for someone who who couldn't, you know, feed it daily or didn't want to feed it daily, whatever it might be? Is that versatile there? Yeah, for sure. So um, a lot of our blood testing shows that the product um, stays in the bloodstream for about 16 to 24 hours. And so if you have a horse that's really anxious like Tater, I think she needs it daily. You know, she gets on edge just you know simple stuff riding at home out in the pasture and so that's something that Mm -hmm. she requires but there's so many horses out there that 
home's their safe place and they really only need something to take the edge off in competition. And so we've created quite a few lines now in the last year for those specific reasons. So we have a collected as a single dose syringe of just straight CBD. Um, it's a really good starting point. It's, you know, not a lot of money to try it for one time. Um, it's in a syringe and it's given an hour before a competition. And then that was our first pre-race product out. And then we launched a couple more. And within the last year, we have our Be Cool line. And I mentioned that earlier, Tater gets the Be Cool treats. Um, those are a digestible product. They eat it. So it has B1 and CBD in it. And we found that the B1, um, for whatever reason, works really well in conjunction with the CBD to help calm the nerves. And so that Be Cool line is uh, targeted more towards the horses that are anxious. So Be Cool treats have B1 and CBD in them. Those are given two hours prior to the event because when they digest it, it takes a little bit longer to get in the bloodstream. And then we came out with Be Cool Pro, which is endorsed by Shaylee Lord um, and a FAR qualifier. She helped design that product, and it's in a multi-dose syringe like you would see a lot of other pre-race products. And it has four doses in the tube. It also has the B1 with the CBD, and then we added sun theanine. Um, theanine is just an additive that's in quite a few other calming supplements, and she just felt like that added a little extra edge to the calming and focus support. So all three of those products can be used pre-race. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we launched our Pro Strength Tincture. So that's a big plastic bottle of just CBD oil. And that would be similar to the collected. It would just be a bulk bottle where you could make multiple doses out of the bottle. Very cool. Very cool. And that I know locally, if anyone's listening, I know Leslie at the lumberyard here in Lansing sells yep. it, but then you guys also have reps. So if you have any questions, um, look look Taylor up and she could hook you up with a rep I'm sure. yeah for sure and then um we have the Facebook and Instagram page for calm and if you just shoot either of those a direct message they can let you know um our marketing girl is awesome and runs those pages and she can let you know who your nearest rep is to you yeah all right Melinda Lee asks one of my favorite questions I'm so glad she asked this your favorite win oh gosh um you know, I think my favorite win so far um, was actually Osceola Rodeo last year. My husband is amazing and my biggest support, and people probably think I'm crazy, but I got married on September the 1st last year, and uh, we uh, had a little quick honeymoon at a hotel down at the plaza, and then Sunday morning we were loaded up and uh, had the horses ready, and we ran at the Osceola Rodeo that evening, and it was my first rodeo as Taylor Reason, and the announcer uh, made such a big deal about it because most of my friends know I was at Johnson before Reason, and I waited a long time. My husband and I dated eight years before we got married to get that cool last name. And I was so excited to be announced as Taylor Reason that night. And Tater ended up winning the rodeo by a couple tents. So it was a really That's fun amazing. time. So I'll never forget that. That's awesome. I like that. That's great. 
Yeah, I like to hear what people's favorite wins are. And it's like, even if you didn't, or just your favorite run, like, just something that was meaningful. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Yeah, that's definitely awesome. not her biggest accomplishment, but my favorite run. I mean, it's super sentimental, so. That's awesome. She also asked a horse that changed your career. I'm guessing that's Tater, uh, right? You know, Tater has changed my life so much. But um, honestly, prior to Tater, I had a phenomenal horse back in high school that I was blessed with. And um, I got him through just a really fluke of a deal but uh I was running a horse in high school my parents were um agriculturally raised but not like in the rodeo world and so we didn't spend a lot of money on horses when I was growing up I kind of had to make them myself or make do with what I had and the horse I was running in high school ended up um started bleeding pretty bad and you know at that time my my mom wasn't super knowledgeable about it we were trying to manage it but he was really struggling in the summer months and I was hitting a lot of barrels and not getting by. And I had a good friend, still my very good friend today, uh, Blake Orland offered me a horse. He had quit riding for a while, but he has uh, many accomplishments in the barrel horse industry, but he had a horse sitting in the pasture that was really special to him. He had won a lot on and that horse's name was Moon, and he offered him to me for the high school finals um, because my horse couldn't run. And I ended up winning both rounds of the high school finals on moon the first two runs I ever made on him and uh I just remember telling Blake you know if there was any way in the whole world I'd do anything to own that horse you know that he was just there's something really special about him and Blake and his dad um who's now passed uh actually allowed me to make payments on him when I was in high school every month until I owned that horse and I I worked 40 hours a week after high school to pay for that horse and he changed my world I mean I won more things than I could have ever dreamed on him him made my first URA finals uh he ran in the 1D at BVR finals in Oklahoma City shootout I mean he made dreams come true that I you know I didn't know if I'd ever get there with the quality of horses I had before so he he changed my life and he ran till he was 22 years old and I took him to college and made a bunch of college short rounds on him and he's retired and fat and happy at my mom's house so he for sure changed my life did would you say is he that one that gave you that that special feel of what it's like to have one? Oh yeah um, I mean I'd never owned a horse like him and I, I still look back on it and I mean Blake and I talk about it all the time like if only I knew how special I had it when I had him I mean I just didn't even realize how easy he made winning and he made me the rider I was a competitive edge he actually had bad gate problems too and to this day a lot of people that are close to me and know me um would trust me with a horse that has gate problems and he he gave me a skill set to fix horses that way and I I feel like it's a blessing that uh the good lord gave me and I have the ability to kind of help horses that get um kind of blown up or anxious about their job and he gave that to me he really taught me how to work a horse through that and how to make a horse love their job again so that's neat that's awesome yeah when I had Blaine on he was just talking about how he he said the same thing about his baby yeah. horse he just looking back he didn't realize what he yeah. had and man that's hard my mom and I laugh all the time we say if we had a bunch of money we'd clone him or something you know he's just so special <laughs> but 
he still tears around and I laugh. I wonder why I retired him, but I thought 24, he had, he had given me everything I deserved and he deserved to retire sound. So that's, that's neat. Was he bred any special type uh, of white tailor? Was he was pretty cool guy? bred. He was a pin, straight appendix. He was out of a thoroughbred star stud called McCarthy that went back to bold ruler um, and then he was out of a Moonlark daughter. So he was bred pretty cool, old blood. You don't see a lot of them today. But uh, he was the one and only. I tried to find um, any siblings he had. He had one half sibling out of the same mare, but it was out of a Dinky's Red Man stud. And I, I found her at one point, and I guess her career ended early due to injury. So yeah, I, I looked for a long time for horses bred like him, but you don't really see them. That's interesting. Well, Brittany Lee Ryan has a question for you, and I'm interested in this one. So I know it might be kind of repetitive because you kind of told us a little bit about your routine, but what is your post-ride routine for your horses after you work them at home? Okay, so um, we do different stuff with our horses. So, like, I don't have a, like, extremely strict program as far as workouts, but every single week the horses are at least seeing cattle twice a week. Um, and then usually the barrels a couple times a week, depends on what they are. You know, if they're in for patterning, they're on the barrels more. If there are horses, you know, they're working cattle at least a couple times a week. And so that, as far as the workout and the cool down just depends on what we're doing, you know, um, but you know, I'm big in the cool down for sure, especially during rodeo season. I mean, we walk the horses out. I walk mine by hand. I mean, that's Tater's reward after she makes a good run. I'm off her back and walk her out by hand. Um, boots come off right after they run or they work and they get walked out. And then uh, during rodeo season and stuff, when we're making runs, I like to ice legs down. I use the Hyde's ice compression socks and I'll ice their legs down. Um, you know, just it just depends on what we're doing with them for sure. But warm up and cool down is a big part of my program for sure. I take my time. My friends laugh at me. I'm pretty slow at everything I do. I took my first shot at a fraturity horse this last year, and he ended up getting hurt and was out his whole three-year-old year and half the four-year-old year, and we're slowly getting back to it. And he's there at five now, but I said in true Taylor fashion, I took my sweet time making my fraturity horse, so I'm pretty slow. <laughs> Are you someone who's on time or are you usually oh, late? Oh, gosh. My friends would say I'm a liar if I said I was on time. I'm fashionably <laughs> late everywhere I go. My husband and I are the world's worst, but we'll make it there on time, but we're not early. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. I, I get there too early because I'm anxious. I need the camera. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I A lot of times... <laughs> When we're rolling in hot is the best runs I've ever made. So it takes that time away for me to get anxious, I guess. I bet, because you don't have time to sit <laughs> yeah. there and, and brew over. You, you know, it wrong, really helps you know? me nowadays. I, I used to, you know, when Dalton first started bulldogging and he wanted me to haze for him at the rodeos, you know, I would in the practice bin, but he wanted me to at the rodeos. I'm like, I got to get my bro horse ready. That's going to cause way too much time constriction, you know, and it's actually my saving grace now. I mean, I feel like it's a little, my little cheat. I mean, I get on my haze horse, I get to see the ground, I'm in the pen, I see the crowd, haze the steer, and then I'm able to jump on my barrel horse. So it's actually 
helped with my routine to really keep my nerves down because I feel like I've already stepped in the pen before I run barrels. That makes total sense. Does it, I hate to be the bear, like the negative one, but do you guys ever have a bad run with the hazing? And then have you had to learn how to like mentally oh, walk that yeah. off and get uh, on your barrel we laugh horse? about it because most of the time, if Dalton doesn't bulldog good, I don't run barrels good. So we laugh about it. We both push each other to be <laughs> the best we can. But, you know, there's been times where he doesn't do good and I do good or vice versa. But we definitely feed off of each other. I Every time he turns a steer quick, I feel like a little bit more confidence to go in the pen and ride aggressive. And I'd say he'd say the same thing, but it's its ups and downs. It's rodeo, so that's part of it. We have a 30-second rule. Um, you get a pout for 30 seconds, and then you don't hear about it anymore. We're on to the next one. So I try to implement that with my lesson kiddos too, but we usually give them about five minutes, and then we're not talking about it anymore. <laughs> yep that's good that's a good one I try and do that too but man that can be hard but it's it's so worth it to shut yourself down and not let it go too far another one that I read today just talking about little rules is it was like if you can't fix it in 10 seconds don't think about it you know like or don't bring it up it's not the Mm -hmm. right time so like you know or at a barrel race like I'm not gonna you know, I can't go out there and fix my horse's first barrel in, in one session, so I'm not going to sit there and right. brew on it. Agreed. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, because you, you guys obviously have a lot of rodeo experience. So what's what's your guys's? you know, do you ever feel the need to safety up on ground? How do you assess that when you pull up and yeah. it doesn't so, look ideal? Um, I think that totally depends on the horse. and. Honestly, that's something I look for when I buy young horses to season and stuff. You know, rodeo is my passion, like we talked about. And a sure-footed horse is just something that I think you can't beat. Um, But I will tell you, when I first got Tater, um, my good mare at the time, my college mare, Snazzy, is who I was rodeoing on. And, oh, about a year and a half after getting Tater, Snazzy colicked and had surgery. And I was in the middle of rodeo season and didn't want to quit, you know, and I just thought Tater is never going to make it. I mean, I just, she scrambled her feet. She didn't stand up and I was just so worried about her injuring herself on the ground. So, you know, the first couple of months I ran her at rodeos, I did. I mean, I held her up. I stayed square and kept her between my hands. I never really let her have her head um, because I was worried about her and she'd scurry and she'd scramble. But I think the best thing you can do for these rodeo horses is work them on different ground. I mean, a lot of people want to work at home on the practice pin in the same ground over and over and over again, and then expect the horses to adjust in competition. And we're just really big about changing it up. I have quite a few close friends in the area and we all kind of do the round robin work each other's horses at each other's houses you know I go inside I go outside and it's not always great ground you know but I'm not pushing them the first time on the great ground but you know even our outdoor pen at the house is pretty hard pan but you go to a lot of rodeos in Missouri and it's going to be a hard pan so I feel like that my horses are prepared when they get there because I work them on different ground conditions uh, pretty consistently. And that's how I got Tater where she was. Um, She has a nickname of the mud dog. She loves the mud and I didn't teach her that. I wasn't running her at home in the mud, but she just kind (laughs) of took to that on her own. And so I think you just have to listen to your horses 
choose the horses for the conditions, but um, I truly do believe that a lot of it is preparation at home and taking them different places and letting them work and find their feet in different ground conditions. Yeah, you, you can't do right. it for them. That's exactly That's right. right. You can't do it for them. So all you can yeah. do is try to prepare them. So, I mean, we're big time about our um, leg protection and stuff. Ortho Equine is one of our sponsors, and we started using their products before they sponsored us. It's a great product. Um, I post pictures all the time. I'm sure people see it was a muddy mess last year during rodeo season, and I can't tell you one time I took boots off and I didn't have dry legs, even in the sopping mud. So um, we are really big believers in that leg protection, the products are made with a material that keeps heat down and so their legs don't get super hot they stay cool under the boots and that's a really big deal in these hot humid summers here in the midwest and stuff as well as keeping them dry and clean so um yeah rodeo is can be rough and the ground can be tough but um just do everything you can to support your horses and um keep them healthy keep them conditioned and uh yeah yeah, I, I got a pair of ortho equine boots, too, and I love them. And you want to know why? Because they're so easy to to get yeah. on, you know, like you can adjust it to how you feel it needs to be. For sure. I like that about them. Well, Taylor, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but you told us a lot of your secrets and how we can help support our horses and make them their best. But as a barrel racing producer, I've always wanted to have someone on to ask, what can we do to support our producers? especially during this time of adjustment um just what would you what if you have a message for for those coming to your events what what can we do yeah, to help you thanks for asking that you know um I didn't even realize how much went into it until I started producing these. And I mean, my husband and I spend days before every event watering the ground, setting things up, you know, trying to make it the easiest and best conditions for everyone. But just understand that uh, nobody's perfect. We're trying our best. If something isn't perfect, it's not because of lack of try. And I think people need to realize that producing an event is so much harder than you think it is. So just be patient and be kind. Um, you know, we're always open ears. And I tell people that all the time, you know, if something frustrates you or you think there's a better way to do it, like reach out to me, but uh, do it in a kind way. I just think everybody could use a little bit more of that in the industry, you know, so it can be intimidating coming into this world. There's a lot of people that have been friends for a long time and, you know, have their groups and stuff, but just be kind, be accommodating to everyone, put a smile on your face. Everybody inevitably is there to have fun at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard enough without us beating up right. each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I that's all I had for you, Taylor. I can't thank you enough for coming yeah, on thanks for and, and doing this for us. All right, we'll talk with you later. And everyone, Reason Ranch on Facebook, that's also where Taylor shares the, the upcoming barrel yep, races, barrel races right? And then we have a breakaway and sea wrestling practice every week, too. We should get that fired back up in the next couple of weeks. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, we'll talk you to too. you later. Bye.